You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. For KUSP Reports, with time to read, I'm Rick Kleffel. Human history is full of truths that are hard to bear. The power of reading, and fiction in particular, is that invented stories told with invented voices allow us as readers to bear witness to historical events that might otherwise remain remote. While we'd like to think that slavery is in our past, it is also in our blood. Alan Chu's new novel, Song of Slaves in the Desert, gives voice to those who were slaves, to those who held slaves, and to those who saw slavery unfold and come undone. It's an epic story told in a variety of voices that literally begins with heaven and earth exploding. The shock wave jarred them from sleep and sent them stumbling to their feet. Next came the roar of exploding earth and a sky in flames. From that maelstrom in the heavens did a voice call out to them, go, hurry. The three of them, the man first, the woman following slightly behind, the child trailing off to one side, hurried away across the steaming plain, making their first marks, footprints, in the yielding layer of ash. In order to tell his story of slavery, Chu's reaches not just into history, but prehistory. It's my response to the photograph of that leaky dig where we see the footprints of this family, a man, a, a woman, and a child in the ash of, uh, in the wake of this exploding volcano on the plain in northern Kenya around 35,000 B.C., and that's the trail that I try to pick up in the rest of the novel. Song of Slaves in the Desert proves to be every bit as entertaining and engrossing as it is ambitious. Choose divides the narrative into two separate strands. One follows a slave family from prehistory into our history. Here, Choose excels with scenes that are informative and exciting as we see the legacy of slavery in Africa unfold through the eyes of one family, generation after generation. Choose creates a sense of tension with a narrative voice that starts out seeming impersonal but reveals itself to be something quite different. We even experience the work of bickering gods who want to shape the destiny of these complicated characters. The other portion of the novel is told in the first person by Nathaniel Pereira, the son of a Jewish merchant in 19th century New York. So he's a young romantic guy, and his head's filled with poetry, and he has illusions about his life, and his father sends him down to Charleston to investigate the possibility of buying into this uh, rice plantation. He kind of writes himself as the, the hero of a kind of slightly bad uh, romantic novel of the period. Song of Slaves in the Desert is an intricately woven novel. Nathaniel, at first so self-assured, is shocked to the core by what he witnesses at a slavery auction. In response, he finds himself emotionally involved with the slaves he's supposed to be evaluating as property for investment. As readers see a slave family journey towards the United States over a series of generations and the plot lines converge, the pace of the novel becomes breathless. Every piece fits seamlessly in place. Chu spent many years working on the novel, though, and all the precision on the page came at the cost of countless revisions. Well, I wrote all of Nathaniel's narrative and then realized it wasn't complete. I then wrote 
the second narrative strand, and I realized that wasn't complete, and then I had to uh, work my way towards the end of the story and find someone who could put it all together. The bottom line for the reader is that Choose uses the form of the novel to tell a truth more powerful than the simple facts of history might allow. You know, I wasn't going to write a a naturalistic narrative about the received truth of slavery. I had to invent an evolving truth as the story unfolded so that the truth of the story was true to the way in which we understand things in the world. You know, I could leave it to the historians to write something and say, well, this is as close to the truth as we're going to get. And it's not alive. It's, it's factual, but it's not alive. Whereas the novel was life as we perceive it, as we understand it. And truth is something alive and grows on us and grows with us as, as we read. Song of Slaves in the Desert is first and foremost an engrossing novel, written in engaging voices that tells us an exciting story. We simply cannot wait to find not just what happens to the characters, but who exactly is telling us this story and why. Choose, who spends much of his time reading the works of others, knows intuitively what readers want. The truth of this story, told in a voice that makes us listen. For KUSP, with time to read, I'm Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.